Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, of course, it's the first Friday of the month. And you know what that means. Yep, we're catching back up with Dr. Alessandra Duke as her cross-country adventure continues. And the ladies will also be chatting about release. So join them for magical updates, as well as how to know when it's time to let things go. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. It is the first Friday of the month, which means I'm one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by my fantastic first Friday co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. Yes, and Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes, Podcast One, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. And a quick KPCA disclaimer that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteers, staff, or underwriters. Oh, okay. Good to talk to you, Alessandra, and I see Benny in the studio. Yes. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, Benny. How are things in Seattle? I know we, before we went on air and before Alessandra joined us, uh, Benny said, this is like one of those like big things in Seattle. You've hit the turning point in the weather from gloom back to sun. I feel like it's (laughs) starting to like uh, condition as far as like, it's not as cold. It's kind of coming up a few more degrees, still a little bit gloomy and it's a little rainy out there and cloudy, but it's a better (laughs) thing because you can stand outside in it. Yeah, it really. I don't live there <laughs> only nice. for seven years, but I right. do very mm-hmm. much remember, you know, people would really gear up when about, I don't know, I felt like it was like mid-October when the weather would begin to right. turn. And then mm-hmm. usually somewhere in February or March, like you could feel that change mm-hmm. in the air when you're like, yay, we yes. have potential right. for sun again. <laughs> yes. You know that you've like made it through yes. and you can do it and all will be well. <laughs> the official mark is when you see it on your energy bill the next month and you're like, oh, aha, I saved a hundred bucks. All right. Woo. <laughs> exactly. that, daddy's going out tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Benny, any exciting, fun happenings in your life? Going uh, out, doing fun things? Not the moment. Uh, the boys are actually going back to school next month. So uh, they're really? starting to really, in the Renton District, yep. Uh, where they're slowly doing it week by week. So this week was the kinders, and then it goes first, second, third, fourth, and down the line. Uh, they're going to start out and see how it works. Okay. Well, yep. good. I bet they're excited. They are. They are. They miss their little buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, I bet uh, I would miss my little buddies, too, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you got to stop traveling so much. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. Well, speaking of which, we need to hear the latest updates. Um, Yes. So, yeah, I I feel like when we checked in with you last, um, you had like what had just come together within 24 hours before we went on air was the place that you are still currently in, which has just been like, it was, it was another one of those really cool synchronistic opportunities for housing yes. that came up. So, I mean, maybe you could like give us an update and we can jump in from there. Cause I know we've had like other things happening besides you moving spaces again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. So, you know, all of that kind of came together as we talked about last time on the show and it's been really 
amazing to be here and then to, you know, meet some of the the people in the community Wait, here. Wait, just for those who may not oh, have yeah. been keeping up. Oh, with, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, anxious anticipation. Maybe we need to give like a <laughs> recap of when okay, you started okay. and where you are now. <laughs> yes. Okay. So to recap, I started in this whole adventure, which I, I, I like to like just sweetly call like the accidental adventure, but we know that there are no accidents in the universe, but it really felt that way. So in June of 2020, I, um, I had only planned, it was after, um, a big breakup. My partner and I had ended our relationship and had, had needed to go and, um, and, stay with a friend for a bit. And I chose Sunny as that friend. (laughs) And um, Sunny's living in Petaluma. And my plan at the time was to stay a week with Sunny. And that was the only plan I had. And so that was June of 2020. And I had, (laughs) isn't that wild? And I, from from that point on, have traveled, made it into a enormous road trip that has brought me across the entire country. Um, all of my best friends are, are lovingly sprinkled across the, the U S. And so I knew that I could have kind of some like in between quarantine times Mm -hmm. and being able to stay with friends along the way and, um, made it out to, uh, a friend of mine on the East coast, um, who's living in Virginia and then very much felt the call to go down to Florida. (laughs) And I knew that there were other places I had in mind to maybe think about potential relocation. Um, but there was, my soul was just like, I please Florida now I would like (laughs) it. Right. And so I, I did that. And so I've had, um, Florida has really welcomed me with open arms. And so I've been here now two months. And so we are what, uh, eight months into the journey from only one week planned, Mm -hmm. um, and have created this nomadic, um, new lifestyle for myself. Uh, and you know, if somebody had told me that, you know, Oh, or even asked me, Hey, do you want to go on an eight month adventure while you're working? I would have said, no, I can't because I have to stay put and I have to have all my things. And I Uh I just can't do that. That's silly. And now it's just been amazing. I've still been working, you know, full time and Mm -hmm. seeing all of my clients and growing my business and, and yeah. And, and what the biggest life, the biggest, the biggest um, thing that I've gained is like, this has been a major trust fall with the universe and my relationship with spirit and divine source has changed dramatically mm-hmm. um, as I've just learned how to trust and have, you know, moved from someone who always thought I was like a little bit of a lone wolf on this earth and had to figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, hustle, hustle, hustle yeah. to now really being able to trust and to rest in that trust and, um, and to bring so much more pleasure into my life. And so the last time we were talking was when a new, the universe had brought this new gift of this place to stay, which 
people are asking, oh, what is that? An Airbnb, was it posted? How did you find it? And I'm like, <laughs> if only they I, knew how good you've gotten at these knew. things. Oh, oh my gosh. And I mean, and I'll like, I look back on journal entries and I'm like, this is exactly what I was wanting to bring into my life for the exact amount of time. And no, it wasn't posted. And the person found me and I found them and it's actually never rented out. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's continued to just be absolutely magical and to give me an invitation to see more of what I want for my own life, which has been really amazing. Yeah. And I want to just um, pause here for a moment because I hear a lot um, as people are beginning to learn to trust their, let's, I mean, I, I just classify it as your human self and your soul self. To me, mm -hmm. the human self is the mind with all of its fears, beliefs, subconscious programming, conscious thoughts, uh, your inner child, your inner critic, like all of that. Mm -hmm. I just throw into the human self um, just for <laughs> simplicity. Yes. And then, you know, the soul self, the, your higher self, the highest, wisest part of you, the part that's tapped into intuition, the part is, that is the piece of the divine and human form, the part that connects you to all that is and the intelligence of nature and spirit and source and all that. So I think as I hear people talk about how do I learn to really know that I'm listening to my soul and following it. And, and I think mm. the reason I want to point this out is because the lat, how you landed in this current place is a perfect example of how it goes down into the littlest components of your minute to minute life. And this is what it looks like to follow the light and let the energy guide the way, or if you want to say it the other way, you know, follow the energy and let the light guide the way. I think they're interchangeable, but it's not just this, you sit in meditation and all of a sudden you get a download that this is what you are to do and this is where you are going next. Right. I have watched it with you. It is a moment to moment thing where, um, and please jump in here if I'm staying, mm -hmm. telling the story wrong, but you were wanting to, you needed to move places. You'd been in Florida for one month, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Well, I say unfortunately. At the time, it felt unfortunate that the little cottage you were in <laughs> that you loved was not available any longer. Right. But you know, you felt called to another little neighborhood and you mm -hmm. were just out and about walking mm -hmm. around, felt called to go into a real estate office that caught your eye while you were walking the sidewalk. You walk yeah, in. so let me yeah. let me back up a few steps okay. with that because yeah, okay. what had I was in that cottage and things kept kind of falling through. I was disappointed that like, oh, it's not available that next month. Shoot, all of this stuff and thinking like um the next renters who were coming in, like, oh man, what if they just canceled last minute? Maybe that's yeah. what will happen. And I just started stressing myself out quite a bit. And I and realized tightly to the cottage. Gripping. Yeah. Yes. And and to the area and you know and to trying to find solutions in that area. And then I thought like, oh wait, 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 wait you gotta do the trust thing, right? Put it out there. What are you like, what is it that you really, you really are, are seeking? Right. And so I was getting all kinds of stressed out. And so I sat down, took several deep breaths and started doing some of that. I love the term that you gave. I've never known what it is, the automatic writing. Mm -hmm. So I asked, you know, I was like, I asked divine to flow through me right? To let me hear whatever messages I need to know. And I started writing, 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 writing. And it very much felt like it wasn't necessarily me writing in that moment, just that yeah. automatic writing. And the gist of that message was breathe and go get a snack. 
<laughs> I thought, well, that's an interesting way to handle this situation. <laughs> and so I thought, okay. And I just decided to let my human self take a break for the day because that part of self, like she is so earnest, but she wasn't helping me. Right. Yeah. So I was like, take a break, sister, just go relax. I'm going to just go have a snack. Like, like I'm getting the guidance to. So that is why I ended up in this neighborhood. Cause I thought, where would I love to just have a snack? Let me go there. And so I stopped at a place had this delightful snack, had this delightful afternoon. My spirit felt, I mean, tons better than me just gripping in that tiny cottage, feeling like everything was going to crumble, right? I feel expansive. I feel amazing. Yes. And then I'm, I'm about to leave and drive out of this neighborhood. And then yes, feel so called to this real estate office who I never, I never stop at these places, but I needed to ask them about a rental. Okay. So do you want to retake it back over? Oh no. I mean, I feel like you're telling it better than I would. I just, yeah, this is such a, I'm so glad you added that part to the story. It reminds me so specifically, um, you know, I talk about Sarah Landon and her, the wisdom that she brings through all the time. And that is the exact thing that I have heard her speak of or bring through before. And they're like, this is not, you don't need to worry about the big picture just yet. Right. Just relax. And if you feel called to take a break in your office and go to the coffee shop, that may be where you will meet your next collaboration or the next opportunity that you were supposed to. And if you were like sitting waiting for some big sign, or I mean, I'm sorry, like a divine download to come through during meditation, never having left the house, you would not have had the opportunity. So it's like these little things, the little nudges moment to moment that add up hour to hour, day to day, week to week. And it's like, then by that point, you're guided lifetime to lifetime. Yes. Um, And it's such an active practice, right? Like Tosha Silver talks about that all of the time, like where, you know, people think that calling in divine guidance, calling in um, things that you are, you're, you're wanting your soul to experience in your life is just this act of sitting in meditation, right? Mm-hmm. But it is actually this very active practice, right? Of responding and, and putting out there and following leads and following signs and nudges and all of that, which is like, <laughs> at this point, my relationship with spirit feels just like, a little bit like my other job. I mean, a job in the best way, yeah. but it's like, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy listening to all these nudges, you know? Um, and so, yeah, when I had gone into that real estate office, you know, um, the, I mean, this sweet, sweet, sweet light of a human was sitting there and he just said, come and sit down. Let's just talk. And I, and I, you know, I'm, I can be kind of guarded. So sometimes if people kind of, I'm not always like, oh yeah, let's just talk and be, I'm a little like, "Mm, I don't think so. I don't think, you know, but this person just had this energy where I was like, okay, let's sit down and talk. Let's just talk about it, you know? And I told him what I was looking for. And as we were sitting there, that is when he received a phone call about this place that the woman's um, husband was sick. She wouldn't be able to come to her house. And she was very nervous about um, losing money on the house by not being able to live in it for two months. And so he's looking at me and he's talking to this person on the phone. And he said, what you have it for rent right now? (laughs) Where is it across the street? Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. 
I'll tell her, you know? <laughs> and I just thought, no way, no way. Like, I just thought it can't be, would it be, wait a minute. You know, my human brain is like, it is it in my easy. price range though? Is it like, I'm sure it's very expensive. Okay. Well, if it's not very expensive, I'm sure it's terrible inside. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. And, um, yeah. And just like little by little, the unfolding, it was like, it was in my price range. It was better than I could have ever imagined. It was everything I had been journaling about. It was like, and it was across the street from where I felt divinely guided. Yeah. I mean, all from the idea of just go have a snack. <laughs> yes. And this just goes to show, I mean, I'm sure there are many more stories out there of similar magical happenings, you know, when you follow those little nudges. Um, yes. I just think that is such a perfect example. And it, it really epitomizes this journey that you have been on. And so now you have been mm-hmm. in this place. Um, you were, you've been here for, been there for a month and then. Yes. Yeah. And I get to be here till the end of March. Mm-hmm. And then again, we've got that like, um, little bit of, a um, I like to think of it's like the grand Canyon kind of ravine, like of what's next, uh-huh. <laughs> what's coming, you know? Um, and so those, those plans are kind of shaping up. Um, but I, yeah, I really, I love it here. I feel like there's so much magic, you know, I feel, I feel just this divine connection with the nature here and animals here and, people here in connections. And, um, so it's just been absolutely wonderful. And when people have asked, well, how did you know though? How did you know that you wanted to go to that spot in Florida? How did you know? And I just have said, you know, these places found me because that is what happened. Yes. And I feel like on a, I believe personally, you know, our, our soul is out ahead of us, uh, orchestrating things in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, it's basically just following, following the little bit of light that you have ahead of you on the path. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What was I getting? Oh yeah. I was just reading an article, um, about a family. She's a writer. He's a stay at home dad. They've got a baby and a six-year-old and a golden retriever. And she, this was during COVID times. This was around the same time that you head off on your, you, you headed off on your journey. Yeah. Um, and she, her task was to write an article about three small towns who were thriving during the pandemic when you would expect things to be horrible. And mm-hmm. her husband just said, why not go visit these towns? And she looked at him and she was like, can we do that? And sure enough, they were able to um, pack up, you know, uh, a lot of their belongings and Airbnb their house. They bought their New Hampshire. So apparently RVs, you know, the prices dropped dramatically with a Northeastern winter. Um, Mm -hmm. So they decided they would buy low and sell high in the spring, do it for six months, and they wouldn't be out that much money the way that they calculated it all. And that was like a year ago or something like they got on the road pretty quick after COVID started, I think. And they, the the story that she wrote, it was just so beautiful and compelling. And she said very similar to what you did. Now she was not writing from a spiritual perspective. So I have no idea if she was feeling like there was some divine orchestration or if this was just, you know, um, just kind of following their heart. Um, so uh, she said that they would not plan at all 
uh, in terms of, of course, she had the, the three cities she needed to write about. But other than that, they didn't have an itinerary. And they would leave one place without knowing where they were going next and meander, mm-hmm. you know, get talk to the locals. What do we need to see? What are the nearby cities? What are the nearby, you know, uh, state parks? And she just yes. said between state parks that are, of course, a state and federal parks, which are the most beautiful. And then when the kids are going nuts, they go to a commercial campground where there's a pool, you know, for the kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But they, she said they have spent a year doing that and the places that they thought would just be a drive-through state have ended up being, she used the example of Louisiana and she said the people in the culture kept them there for over a month. It was just Mm. so lovely. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, you can, even if you don't have total trust, I think you can, judging from the evidence (laughs) of this family, it's still something that could work for people. And I I do know that we're speaking from a place of privilege. You had a car, they were able to get an RV, Mm -hmm. they had work, you have work that can be remote. They had Mm -hmm. work that could be remote. I know that's not available for everyone, but if it is logistically feasible, then what is stopping you if you feel the call to do this? Right. Absolutely. And I think that, I think that that's been the most magical part has been, you know, still taking steps, even when you can't fully see even where you're stepping, you know, like I'll often say to my therapist, I feel like I'm in a dark room and I cannot (laughs) find the light switch, you know? And so I'm just like, step by step, trying to see if I'm going to hit anything, you know, Yeah. but it, and sometimes, you know, just if you can even imagine being in a dark room and not finding the lights, which is like, sometimes that gets stressful. If you mm-hmm. like let your mind kind of take over and run wild with stories, or it can be extremely peaceful, just taking one step in front of the other, right. Just one yeah. step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think when you're talking about the Grand Canyon and what's coming next, I know yes. um, our pat and I just realized as we get on the phone, I think I have dropped the ball so royally this week on um, yes, uh, you're not. to connect on <laughs> dates because our last day here in Petaluma will be March 31st, um, which is, mm-hmm. of course, for our next first Friday, um, we will be at a campground somewhere in our Airstream. Um, and so our as we are moving East, and I say moving east, I still haven't heard on Divinity School that's supposed to happen mid-March. So by the time First Friday rolls around next month, um, theoretically, I will have my answer there as to whether we are moving east or just taking a big uh, consolation prize road trip and a big circle (laughs) and coming back to Petaluma. (laughs) No, coming back to Petaluma would be the biggest gift. I'm saying the trip would be the consolation prize. Like I am not... I am not done with Petaluma. I love it here so much. It is really hurting my heart that we have to leave this magical little place um, if I do get into school, but I know it's for a reason and Mm -hmm. Petaluma hopefully will be here when I get done with school if I get in. So anyway, all that to say, you and I have some potentially plans to road trip a little bit together if we can, if all the things come together, you know, the stars align, so to speak. Um, Yes, absolutely. Well, and (laughs) that's what I meant when I said some of those April plans are starting to firm up. Was if only su- Sunny, will Sunny is not following through with what she said she would do, and so I can't really plan because I don't really know what Sunny's doing. <laughs> but anyway, yes, uh, we will connect on that later today. Um, yes, but all that, but to yes, say, yeah, having that overlap, I think, would be so fun. You know, and we started talking about that because I got this nudge to ask you 
pay any interest in meeting, you know, maybe meeting up in Austin or something. Cause we had spent some time there before. Yeah. And, um, and you said, well, actually, yes. And also mm-hmm. what about, you know, I think that my timing might be this. And so we've kind of started crafting this plan. And again, I mean, it, um, that is just so everything has been such a unique surprise. And that's not to say that there hasn't been hardship along the strip. There certainly has. And a a lot of heart heartbreak and a lot of healing work to do, but, but wow, I, um, I got a reading from Stephanie Banks, um, you know, for those of you who don't know her, uh, in an intuitive channel. And she had said early on in my journey, as she was channeling, let the universe astonish you. Mm. And I just, I love that line and it stuck with me so much because I'll just, I'll, I'll think to myself, like, go ahead and astonish me today, you know, because yes. I do feel astonished, you know, yeah. um, and, and really that it's, it's helped strengthen me, even the, especially the, with the challenging, hard, hard times, it's helped me build that muscle of of trust and faith and, um, and a knowingness that I'll work it out. (laughs) I'll work it out. So now it's, it's like my adventures are getting a little, you know, even more and more juicy as I'm, you know, at first I was nervous, like, Oh gosh, do I, I mean, Sonny was coaching me on the side of the road when I was just trying to drive from Reno to Nebraska. That was at the very beginning. (laughs) Yes. And now here I am, you know, talking to you about like, oh yeah, would you want to meet in Austin or gosh, I might rent something cheap in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The possibility. But I just, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's been that relationship with the universe that has helped me really develop that trust in myself too. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say then I think the next component of the story, um, that both of us have been experiencing quite synchronistically this week without yeah. even knowing it until we connected on Wednesday morning. Um, but about release, um, and I'm wondering, do we want to take a break or what are we thinking? Cause we're right at about time before we launch into something else. Benny always tells you it's your show. So you I get know, to decide. But no, well, it's all three. Come on. What are you guys <laughs> feeling? Do we want to take a break or not? I, I actually don't know. But thank you very I, much for sticking up for me, Dr. Alessandra. <laughs> exactly right. You're welcome, Benny. Thank it's you. about time. High five. <laughs> I'm fine to keep going unless everybody needs a break. I'm fine. Benny is dancing. If anyone could see him on Zoom. <laughs> So it looks like Benny's good to go. Okay, so let's. Benny's good. Yeah. Okay. So then, talking about release, it is just so funny. Yes. You are. I did not realize it, but you are smack dab in the middle. Um. Uh. Should we start with your story of release or mine? I don't. Let's start with yours because everybody's gotten to hear me me talking for a while. So let's let's start with yours. Okay. So. Because I love it. Well, many moons ago, I say many moons, I'll just put, I'll actually put the time on it. Um, when we, when Chase and I drove away from Austin in 2012, um, headed for Seattle, I was coming out of my marriage and a very different life than I live now. And it was, a, it was a big life. And I had quite a collection of, of clothes and shoes. I felt very blessed, um, 
that um, I got to have a lot of fun um, and dress in a lot of fun things that I had wanted my whole life and had never had. And so it was, um, you know, and my, my, my family was always very supportive and I never went without, but when I got married and, you know, my ex-husband was just, our lifestyle was pretty over the top. And so some of these things that I'd seen in glossy magazines, the, you know, fancy things that I'd really never had, man, I went nuts and, and I clung to these things. They were part of my identity. Um, I was a much smaller size at the time. And so um, uh, I had a lot of fun wearing the clothes and the shoes and the accessories. So when we pulled away from Austin, Chase, God love him. Um, <laughs> like half of the moving truck that we had was wardrobe boxes and shoe boxes, um, just piles of them. Um, and I didn't let a whole lot go at that time. And so they travel, what is that, you know, almost 3000 miles or two, two or 3000, what is it? It's about 3000 to get from here to the Northeast. So it must've mm-hmm. been about 2000 miles. Um, and we, we had a storage unit. We had some of it with us and we were moving from little rental house to rental house. We finally bought our place in Seattle. Um, and so we moved a large portion of it into the house. Mind you, during this time, I am gaining weight and my size is changing. In addition to the fact that I no longer live the kind of like lifestyle where I need all these stiletto heels and, and, you know, clutch purses for formal occasions and just the kind of my day to day had changed dramatically. I never got out of like tennis shoes and, you know, a track suit once I got to Seattle of course, or I should, I say Uggs because you can wear Uggs like year round in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, pretty much. Um, I remember those. Was it? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still got them. Right. <laughs> I was not wearing any or using any of this stuff. So it was, it was just taking up space. And, and then, and then, you know, we come down here to California and we moved to California in um, 2019. So again, I have not touched any of this stuff, but at this point I am clinging to it so tightly because number one, and I realized this is something like if you out there have something that you are not releasing, ask yourself, what are you afraid Uh, will happen if you let it go? Or what are you making it mean if you were to let it go? And for me, letting those things go meant two things. Number one, I will never be that size again. Like I, if I have these clothes and I know, I think a lot of women have this, but you know, you keep those, your, your smallest size jeans as like Mm -hmm. this prize that you'll get to when you finally lose the baby weight or whatever, you lose (laughs) the weight that you want to lose. Um, I don't think that's uncommon for females, but, um, and I hate to gender stereotype there, my apologies, but um, I've heard a lot of women speak of that or folks who Mm -hmm. identify as women. So anywho, um, I made it mean that I would never be that size again. And then the second thing I made it mean was that I would never have things that nice again, because I feared, Mm -hmm. you know, would I be able to create the kind of wealth or abundance that would allow me to buy nice things again? Now, I didn't need that kind of excess in that amount, but just nice things again, you know? Um, and so I carry them and again, Chase, God love him, you know, has been, we have done a lot of the moving stuff ourselves, you know, we'll hire people now and then, but for the most part, Chase is the one humoring me, you know, moving huge boxes of, I have a shoe collection in the attic here in California, for example, I have not, I don't even know what's in there anymore, but I have been so scared to let them go (laughs) until now. And now Mm. that we are, even if we end up staying in Petaluma, if I don't get into school, but I'm going on the assumption, you know, I'm just going to, I'm thinking positively and hopeful that I get in, but we move East. I'm like, I really just want to leave everything and go. I Mm -hmm. want to let it all go. Um, Not only because um, I think it is, 
my, the soft animal that is my body, as Mary Oliver writes, you know, um, it is not kind to punish it by looking at those clothes and shaming it for not fitting in them anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to love myself um, where I am, whatever that is. Uh, and so that to me is a very important component of letting this go. Um, number two, um, I feel like it shows a complete lack of trust in the universe and my own abilities to be a channel for abundance, not again for, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, having nice things. I don't think money is evil in any way, shape or form. I think it's a wonderful tool for independence and, and generosity and moving around in the world since that tends to be the system that we are for the most part under right now. Um, um, but uh, it just shows a lack of trust in, in the universe providing for me in new ways and for me to be a divinely aligned conduit for what my soul wants to come through. Maybe that's one or two really nice things in a capsule wardrobe, but I have shown such complete lack of faith. Um, I'm not walking my talk with this by clinging to these <laughs> things that have become like, and I'm saying, when I say albatross, this thing could sink a ship, this collection of <laughs> stuff that is so heavy. Um, so letting it go. And then number three, you know, I know a lot of people talk about Marie Kondo and I, I love that her movement really did um, spark joy across the world in terms of how we declutter, you know, holding or looking at an object. And, and if it doesn't bring you joy, then letting it go. But I'm going to take that a step further. And the analogy that came to me this week, as I was thinking about this, because we're working on release this month in Soul Digger, um, which is so ironic that you had, this will be the funny story when we share your part <laughs> of release and your inspirational story there, um, the synchronicity at the timing. Yes. Is unreal. Anyway. Yes. Uh, I was literally preparing for the Soul Digger call on Wednesday morning when Alessandra texted, but we'll share what, what she's <laughs> releasing in that conversation in a minute here. But um, the final analogy that I'll just use for folks out there um, that I am using is, um, you know, growing up in a rural area of Texas, um, there were not laws about having an animal tied to a post in a yard. You know, I think in a lot of cities that's not allowed, and hopefully that's no longer allowed where I grew up. But you would see a lot of mistreatment of animals. Um, there were a lot of um, just for example, a dog tied to a post in a backyard, summer, winter, rain, shine. And it was like the dog was just out there. Clearly the family didn't give a damn about the dog and the dog was like miserable back there. And so it's one of those things where I feel like I do, I know not everybody believes this, but I am pretty animistic in my belief system. I believe that everything, I mean, if, if, if everything comes from the consciousness of all that is, there really is nothing that is not God. Like the very molecules that consciousness first came from are what make up everything from the trees to our computers, to the cars and everything. I, I honestly do believe in the sentience basically of all things. Um, and so when I look, whether it is a tree or a piece of clothing, there to me is something about it that that I, I have um, a connection with on a deeper level than just possession. Um, and so when I look um, at this poor dog, for example, I, wouldn't it be wonderful if the family released the dog to be with a family that really adored it and the dog was celebrated and honored and, and interacted with and respected and all the things. And if I look in my closet at all of these items that have just been sitting in the dark for almost 10 years now, many of them with tags still on, it's like, 
someone else mm-hmm. could have been enjoying this for years at a, mm-hmm. a Goodwill or a consignment shop. And, and like they would be, the items would be honored, respected and used and interacted with in the same way. I just, I look at these things now, like, oh my God, these poor things that, and I know a lot of people out there probably go, okay, Sunny, that's kind of kooky, but animism, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, I'm kind of, I'm very intrigued by animism or the concept there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you're looking at something that is in, in your, well, to tease up what we're talking about, your driveway or your closet. <laughs> um, and it's like, it just, it's not just, does it bring you joy? Are you honoring and respecting the object or item too? Assuming right. that it might, might just have like a little bit of the spark uh, that animates the world in it, you know? So anyway, that's what yes. I'm dealing with. So I have piles and piles and piles and piles of stuff. Um, I've, I've cleared probably, I would say over three quarters of this former wardrobe and shoes that are ready to go somewhere loving. And I feel so much lighter. It's like a whoosh and it's no secret to anyone who's, you know, kind of on the spiritual path. You've heard it many different ways. I mean, my gosh, it's in the yoga sutras, uh, this concept of, of, you know, um, purity and cleanliness, not from a moral perspective, but just like a freeing up your energetic space and creating mm-hmm. a vacuum where what is truly yours can come in. Because if you're cluttered energetically or physically, how can any more come through? It's, it's like that living with an open palm, everything can be received yeah. and given freely and harmoniously. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's where, that's my story of release. So uh, I am in the thick of it right now. I love that. I love that for you. And I, I just think like that, I really like how you tied in, not only is this about self-love and that kind of piece of it, but that it's also so much about that trust, the trust that more abundance is, you know, is, is going to be generated and, and that it can look differently too, Mm -hmm. and maybe even suit you more and how you are now, right? suit you so much better than all of this stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I am. So mind you, this was, uh, um, it's so funny. I'll just tell the lead up. Um, I was in, in soul digger. We work on it. We explore a different topic every month and we do some learning. We do some coaching. We do some sharing. And I have been in the habit recently of bringing in a special guest each month who is someone who is knowledgeable in the field or something like that. And so even before I had, it just is so funny because I knew the special guest, I, I wanted to bring in a wonderful practitioner in um, uh, TRE, it's a modality for trauma release. It stands for trauma release exercises or tension and trauma release exercises. So I had already scheduled him for March. And then I was like, well, what else are we gonna work on? At that, I hadn't even turned in our notice here on our current house and it just worked out so perfectly that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be releasing all these physical clutter type things in the same month that I've already scheduled Darren to do trauma release work. And so we're doing like, we're doing release from the outside in, release from your physical space externally to your body, release energetically for like cutting cords to folks who are maybe draining energy or not serving you by remaining kind of energetically connected to them. And then finally going all the way into the cells of the body with the trauma release work. 
Okay, so I'm preparing for week one of our release month in Soul Digger. This is Wednesday morning. I get a text or like, Alessandra, we've been doing audio messages. Okay, so why don't you pick it up from here? Because what have you been? This is so fun because, you know, yeah. we're on a road trip, releasing something very vital to the whole road part of the trip. <laughs> right, so I had been noticing like this really strong nudge that it started to kind of turn into a little bit of a yell to release my car, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I thought, um, what a funny thing to, you know, at this point when yeah. I get these nudges, I think, oh, that's hilarious universe. Like, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. This like strong nudge, release this car that like that this is there's, there's something around this and, and it makes a lot of sense, right? This car, this, this car has carried a lot of different energy. It's been wonderful. It's, it's, it's carried me this far, but the, you know, the very reason, well, should I, should I say a little bit about like why I got it and like what it holds? Oh yeah. You, you gotta okay. give, you gotta give the lead up because well, actually okay. then can I, do you mind if I share the, uh, the Tosha silver? Cause that's kind of part of the, the synchronicity. Yeah. 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 Too. Yes. So yes. this is another inspirational story of release. This is very quickly um, Tosha Silver. I think it's mentioned in Outrageous Openness as well as um, in her latest book, It's Not Your Money. Um, but it's called, I think the, we'll just call it the rug of resentment um, as our little title for this. But there was a woman who was going, she had gotten divorced. And one of the things that she'd received as a part of the settlement or in the final shakeout of belongings was this really beautiful, expensive oriental rug. And I know that's not, I don't know what people are calling it now. Um, if that, I do, what do people call that now, Alessandra? Cause calling I, it an oriental rug does not sound right to me. I don't know, but I think that, I think when it comes to decor, it's still called that. It's not really talking about a population. It's talking okay. about the decor, but if, okay. if somebody else knows more than us about that, you know, Please. feel free to let us know. Yes. Yeah, I probably should have looked that up before sharing this story. But my apologies if we're um, if we're not being appropriate here. But in any event, it was a very expensive rug. So this rug, though, held the memory of her ex-husband. And she said every time and it was in her bedroom. So every time she would get out of bed, put her feet on the floor, look at this rug, the acrimony and the anger would just mm -hmm. rise up. But she didn't want to let it go because, number one, it was very valuable. And number two, she's like, well, how can I get rid of a rug like this? It's like a it's a, you know, an antique and it's 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 like hard to find or whatever. But every day it was reminding her of the marriage that that had not worked. And so she finally um, sold the rug, used the money to take a trip to Maui and do some other things that she really wanted to do. And it was like the best thing in the world. But the rug had held energetically and in her, the neurons in her brain, even these memories mm. of, of what it was. So I was reading I was rereading that story <laughs> as I'm preparing on Wednesday morning. Okay. And then, <laughs> yes. And I, and right. And I know nothing about whatever Sunny's doing and what she's planning. I mean, we're not like every day talking mm -mm. on the phone. Right. So then I text you and I say, or I leave you this voice text and I say, ah, oh, Sunny, I'm, I've really got this nudge to release my car. Okay. Does this just sound wild? I need you to tell me you're my family. I need you to tell me, you know, and, and I said, it reminds me so much of Tosha Silver's story on the rug. Um, and I said, I'm sure you know that one because this car just holds so much history around my now former relationship and some really serious pain points, even from 
the very first day that I got the car. And, um, and I didn't also, know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Day there one. was day one, day one, there was just a shift in energy between her and I, a shift in plan. Um, and so there's been a little tinge of resentment yeah. <laughs> since day one. And, um, and also, you know, the whole, reason I had really gotten that car was, um, my other car had died and I needed something because my very beloved dog Clover was starting cancer treatments and I needed to get her somewhere. So this car is holding Clover's cancer, her death, that relationship. And, um, and, and I, and I feel it every time, and every also- time I enter it. Mm-hmm. And not just, I just also want to point out because you have made yeah. so many growth strides in this area I'm about to mention, I feel like yeah. in this journey, but you chose function over form, even though you are a yes. car lover and, and <laughs> yes. you, you know, on this trip, you have really like, like you said, pleasure and all the things you love, you have rewarded yeah. yourself and felt worthy and deserving enough to do the nice things. So yes. this car was another reminder of a time in your life when you were doing function, not yes. Like, form, you know? Yes. Cause it was never, ever what I really wanted. <laughs> yeah. And I did it because I thought it was smart. And even as I, you know, when I was voice texting you, Sunny, I was like, this, this fear part of my brain is telling me that this is not a smart decision to release this car. And, you know, you would ask me like, well, what's the fear if you release it, right? Like, what, mm-hmm. what is it? And so I just was having very much two minds about it, but this wasn't the first time that I felt the nudge to release it. I had felt this before when my partner and I had separated the first time I even got for sale signs and everything. I just felt like it's time to let you go. Mm-hmm. And then I kept it because this is the right thing to do. And, mm-hmm. and then thinking, and you're on a road trip. <laughs> Who lets their so car go on a road trip? Keeping your car is nice. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, but really feeling like this car represents a former life entirely that, I have stepped out of and so much has transformed in my world that it really is, we've, we've outgrown one another. You know, yeah. I ap- appreciate and I'm so grateful for the car and I'm ready to let her go. Yes. And you want like the same way, I, again, me and my animism, but I, we, yeah. all of our cars have names and they have personalities and <laughs> you no, know, I just think about little Mozzie and I'm like, yeah. she needs to go to a family that's really going to enjoy her now. Like, like you said, yes. the time together is, it's just like releasing a relationship. Let the person yes. be free and you be free to find the better perfect fit. <laughs> yes. And I loved that you brought that up because it, it really resonated with me. And I wonder if it will for other listeners as you, as you think about releasing things where it's like, as soon as I took that perspective, like, oh, someone else would love to have her and love to be with her. And it'd be so great for them. And maybe every day they would feel really great about it, you know? And then that means there's something else that I can enjoy, you know, that, that I will feel great about every day. That's okay. Yes. (laughs) That's a, that's a nice thing to do for all involved. And so that, that freed me up a little bit and to also just be looking at beyond the fear brain that just was telling me, which our brain loves to be in that kind of, you know, black and white thinking of like, Nope, this is bad. 
this is safe, this is not safe, right? Mm -hmm. And so getting beyond that and looking at, okay, well, what are all the possibilities? If I release this car, then what? Mm -hmm. Then what would I like, you know? And so, um, so yeah, it feels like the releasing of this is, is really, um, this, this, I don't know. It's like, I get this visual of like this drawing a line in the sand of, you know, this is, this is my new way of showing up. This is how I show up now. These are the choices I make now, you know, from a place of authenticity, from a place of loving myself, from a place of trusting and from a place of pleasure. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yeah. 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 And I would just, for anyone out there who's wrestling with your own um, release, and this could be, when I say release, I'm, we did in Soul Digger this week, we did a scan, you know, of everything, not just your closet, not just your driveway, but like your house, the junk drawer in your kitchen, your computer, your file cabinets, your attic, your storage unit, all the things. And if you, you can kind of pinpoint that area. Like I knew the area that I have been, that that little secret thing I've been hiding away for almost 10 Mm -hmm. years is the, all the clothes and the shoes. And my fear was if I let these things go, I won't have things this nice again. And so I would just let like put pen to paper, articulate what you're making it mean. Mm -hmm. If you let this go, what will happen? And Mm -hmm. then take that and turn it to its opposite. This is a very short cut on like a Byron Katie turnaround, but basically find a better feeling, truer thought. So for example, if my thought was, if I let these things go, I will never have things this nice again. I could turn that around a couple ways. If I don't let these things go, I will never have things this nice again. Mm. Can I find truth there? Absolutely. By holding Mm -hmm. on, I don't even have room for anything else, literally physically, but also energetically. I am not making space for this next, like you were saying this, you drew a line, like this is the new way. My new mm-hmm. way is trust in spirit and mm-hmm. simplicity also living in a different way. So if I don't yes. let these things go, then very well, I may actually never have things that nice again. <laughs> right. The second way of looking at it is if I do let these things go, spirit will always provide or my soul or mm-hmm. the universe will always provide what I need, what my mm-hmm. soul needs. Like my human was the one gripping onto all that. So if yeah. I let things, if I let these things go, then my soul will bring me things that are nice for my soul. Like, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. take it right down. It really helps to put pen to paper because we did this this week in Soul Digger. And I will tell you, I, I don't want to, um, I one of them that was so powerful, I don't feel comfortable sharing here because it's kind of specific. But I will say we talked about things like what came up, I think, as a general matter were books and journals and things. And Tosha talks, she's got a story in there. She had journals for years. And Tosha's a type of person where we're going to want a memoir from her. And she, I think, mm-hmm. foresee probably writing one at some time. So wouldn't you want to keep years and years, big piles of journals? She just felt that urge to release and ended up burning them. And she said it was the best thing she ever did. And my thing is, you know, if you need that, we, so we hold on to that because we think if we need it, if we need it, you know, whatever we need is going to come our way. Like if there was a book that you gave to Goodwill, I guarantee if you need the information in it again, you will get a nudge. A friend will give you a copy. Someone will remind you of the paragraph that was meaningful to you or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, articulate it and challenge that, that thought, that fear around why you're holding on. 
Yes. Yes. I love it. And I, I thought it was just so magical that you had just read that story. I was referencing that story in a, in a text. You were just like ready and at, you know, at the ready to like, to, to have this kind of conversation. Right. And to, to be with me in, in the letting go and in the releasing. And I, um, and, and I think it's, you know, now that I've kind of gotten my human brain to wrap more around like, yeah, this is okay. And this is a safe thing to do. I feel excited. You know, I, yeah. (laughs) So what's going to happen? Like, I'm like, we got like a few minutes left in the show. I get like, what is like No cliffhangers. (laughs) So, okay. So this is going to be, the outcome of this is going to be to be continued, but right after this call. So I had already gotten an offer from an online company, um, you know, saying they could come and pick up the car, it would all be fine. Right. And then I thought, okay. And then, um, I, I was asking the universe again, please show me a sign, you know, for this next step and that this is okay. A car drove by that had this, um, this very big national dealership on the, um, kind of the license plate frame. Uh And so I thought, Ooh, I guess I, I should look that up. Right. (gasps) And I looked it up and I entered all of my stuff for selling and they said, well, you know, we'll give you an offer. They made me an offer. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not as good as the other one. And the person said, no, 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 no. I want to beat that. I want to beat that offer. I want to be, and so, (laughs) so now I've created a little bit of like a, now she's really wanted. So right after this call, I'm going to take her over to this place that is really hoping to buy her for an even better deal. So this is how it works. You saw a license plate. Yes. Uh, what did you, the little frame, a license Yeah, the little frame. frame. Yeah. And, and I just knew, I just could feel it. Like, please look at that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. But these are yeah. kind of like, these are the examples that this is, these are how signs work. This is how mm-hmm. we get the nudges. It's not, like I said, I've said it now probably five times, but not just sitting in meditation, waiting for a divine download, living and right. looking around and following the nudges. That is how it works. That is how it unfolds. Yes. Yeah. And it'd be so easy to be like, you know, for the human brain to act up and be like, oh, no, no, no. We have a plan and it's fine. We don't, yes. I don't need to look up anything else, right? <laughs> which I know my brain always does, but yeah. why not? Exactly. And I should say now that I'm like thinking back, okay, sometimes yeah. it does happen. You're in meditation and you get mes- messages. I guess I'm yes. saying- I think a lot of times, just like you were clarifying earlier, it's not, uh, sometimes it can be passive. Sometimes it can be active. It's not following the nudges about when to go sit in meditation and get the automatic writing like you did or just go out and live. So let me clarify that. Cause I mean, a lot of people get really good ideas by sitting down and getting a divine download. Yes. Just got to know. And I do too. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Just kind of holding both. Yeah. Yeah. Get your downloads, do get your quiet time, but also have an active practice and, and like, it's like playing with the universe, right? Like, Oh, you just sent me a sign. Okay. I'll go look it up. You know, kind of exciting. Let it astonish you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I just will finish on, you know, cause I know we've got about a minute left. Like when you feel those urges to call that person, to send that email, to look up that company, this is how it works. When you feel the urge, I try to do it I, I don't put it on a list anymore if I can at all help it. I do it in the moment because mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, that's when you catch the person on the other line and it was just what they needed to hear or just the information that you needed to get. Or mm-hmm. it just, when you follow the in the moment spontaneous urges, that's when the magic happens. 
So yes, I love uh, it. Okay, so we're at the end of our hour. This has been Sunny in Seattle. It's the first Friday of the month. So I am one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And my website is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And Alessandra? Mine is alessandraduke.com. Awesome. Thank you, Benny in Seattle. Thank you, Jeff in Petaluma. And thank you, everyone out there for listening. We'll see you next Yay. week.